This is the Hindu on Books, a weekly podcast from India's national newspaper on the latest and the best from the world of literature. Hello and welcome to the Hindu on Books podcast, which brings you in-depth views and conversations on the most compelling narratives from around the world. I'm Narayan Lakshman, Associate Editor at The Hindu, and I'm your host for this episode. Today, we're pleased to be speaking to Dan Moraine, author of the best-selling biography of the current U.S. Vice President Kamala Harris. Mr. Moraine has covered California policy, politics, and justice-related issues for more than four decades, including 27 years at the Los Angeles Times and eight at the Sacramento Bee, where he was the editorial page editor. He has brought his deep knowledge of the intricacies of California politics to bear on this riveting narrative in Kamala's Way, which is about the evolution of Kamala Harris from a county and then San Francisco prosecutor to the California district attorney, a hard-hitting U.S. senator, a presidential race candidate, and finally, the erstwhile candidate Joe Biden's pick as running mate, and now, of course, the vice president. The book is compelling also because its subject of mixed Indian and Jamaican-American origin is at the heart of a battle for the very soul of American democracy. And the outcome will decide how policies are made that affect critical questions such as immigration, race, gender rights, and much more. So thank you very much for joining us today, Dan, and look forward to hearing from you. Well, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate Fantastic. it. Fantastic. Um, so one of the strengths of your book, uh, the richness of the narrative detail, comes from the long years that you have spent observing the political rise of Kamala Harris. Could you tell us a little bit about your journey as a chronicler of the U.S. vice president since her early days in public life? Well, sure. Um, she, uh, so the first story I wrote about her was in 1994. She was a, a 29-year-old deputy district attorney, which in the States, uh, in, in Alameda County, Oakland, across the bay from San Francisco. So she was a prosecutor sending uh, people who had committed crimes to jail or to prison. Um, uh, and uh, it was a story about how she got a, a, an appointment to a state position. Um, I uh, reconnected with her, connected with her in 2007 during the uh, uh, during Barack Obama's presidential run, uh, she was a, a very early endorser of Barack Obama's presidential campaign. And part of my job at the LA Times then was to uh, was to help cover the presidential race. So I got to know her then, and and uh, uh, a little bit more. And then and then in 2010, she ran for California Attorney General, which. Uh, in California and other states is, is, is basically the top law enforcement officer for the state. Um, and I wrote about her then and, and, and during her time as, as California attorney general and then as U.S. Senator. Fantastic. And so in following her career almost, uh, did you, was there something in particular about, uh, you know, just the way she conducted herself in public life, her ambition maybe as a prosecutor, what is it that uh, sort of interested you uh, in terms of uh, as a journalist to cover this person? 
well, without a doubt, this was uh, Kamala Harris was was a woman on the rise. She was uh, she was um, uh, a, a star in Democratic politics early in her career. Uh, it, it was without a doubt that she was going to run for for a uh, higher office um, when she was district attorney. Um, uh, and, and then when she was elected California attorney general, you know, it's interesting um, in 2010 in this really very tough race for, for California attorney general, she was running against a, a far more experienced uh, uh, prosecutor from Los Angeles County, which is, I'm sure your readers know or your listeners know is is far larger than San Francisco, you know, ten mm-hmm. times the size, more than ten times the size population wise. Um, she was the underdog, uh, but she was also close. It was a it was a very close race, and the National Republican Party uh, uh, came in and spent more than a million dollars uh, on a, on a really very brutal uh, campaign ad against her. And the reason they did that was they understood that if she was elected California attorney general, that she would go on to higher office. She would run for higher office. This would be a politician they'd have to contend with for years and years. And obviously they were correct. Uh, she won that race uh, by a very narrow margin, uh, uh, but she really hasn't, hasn't stopped uh, since rising. Yeah, that's really a fascinating uh, aspect of her that, you know, she seemed to have picked up this momentum. And actually, I wanted to ask you, so, uh, you know, from her early days as a scrappy prosecutor in Alameda County to, as you said, rise to, you know, attorney general and then beyond, uh, clearly the politics of California itself, including specific associations that she had, relationships that she had, incidences, incidents that she was exposed to or policies that she was involved in, all of these things shaped her in terms of her, you know, her political acumen, her strategies, just how she approached what she did. So can you, you know, flesh out any of that detail for us? Mm-hmm. Sure. Well, you know, so, so much of her uh, life, and she talks about it all the time, was shaped by her mom, her mother, uh, uh, Shamala Gopalan Harris. Um, and uh, you think about this this woman, uh, really a girl, really at age nineteen. Um, uh, her passion is to become a, a scientist, a, a, a researcher, um, and she uh, persuades her father uh, to let her uh, go halfway around the world to a place she's never been, Berkeley, California. Uh, in 1959, I mean, Cali- California, America was a very different place in 1959. Uh, but there she was at, at the University of California at Berkeley, a great university, uh, then a welcoming university, even more so now uh, for um, people from all around the world. Um, so she's shaped by her mother. Her mother is clearly driven, clearly um, highly intelligent, uh, becomes a, a a cancer researcher, breast cancer researcher. She's published uh, more than a hundred articles in scholar, scholarly journals. So, you know, serious breast uh, cancer researcher, breast cancer specifically. She died in 2009, but she's, her influence is, is dramatic on Kamala Harris, but then there are politicians along the way who, who she becomes friends with most notably uh, uh, the uh, one of the most powerful 
legislators ever in California history, a guy by the name of uh, Willie Brown. He was the speaker of the California Assembly. She becomes friends with him, and 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 he helps her uh, in, in at the start, as he was helped at the start of his career by a, a very influential politician from San Francisco. So she rose through the ranks. It, it is. Um, you know, the, the, the subtitle of the book, Kamala's Way, is, is an American life, but it's really a California life. And, and she rises in the state of California. Uh, it, 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 I'm not sure she could have done this in any other state. Um, her, both her parents are immigrants, one from dad from Jamaica, mom from India. They come to Berkeley. Uh, uh, she rises through politics in California. I'm not sure this could have, I don't believe this could have happened in any other state uh, in America and, and probably no other country in the world. Um, so it's an extraordinary rise um, and, uh, uh, you know, no doubt an inspiration to, to many young people to this day. Absolutely, absolutely. Thank you. And I think on on the just picking up from what you said about her mother, as well as you know being an inspiration to others. Uh, ever since uh, President Biden picked her to be his running mate, uh, Indians, both at home and abroad, have joyfully claimed her as one of their own, as is typically does tend to happen. Yet in reality, what comes through reading your book and you know also looking deeper into her life and her career is that her ethnic identification is quite complex and multicultural and uh, she embraces both her Indianness, of course, but also her African-American or Jamaican side. And at the, you know, at the root of it all, of course, she is fiercely American. So how, in your view, does she think about this? Have you ever, uh, you know, engaged with her on this or what is your take on how yeah, she thinks so, her own identity? So that's a, that's, that's a really good question. Um, uh, uh, she did not help with this biography. I mean, I've talked to her many times over the, over the years. Uh, uh, but for this biography, which, uh, uh, th this is an unauthorized biography. Um, my goal was to write uh, as fair and complete, uh, uh, treatment of her life up to the point of, of November 3rd, the election. Um, uh, but she was running for vice president. They were busy <laughs> doing other things. All that said, um, uh, it is without a doubt. Uh, she, she identifies, uh, you know, she, she's steeped in the civil rights movement in America. She understands uh, uh, the, the trials and tribulations uh, black people have gone through in the United States. Her mother was very cognizant that, that Kamala Harris and her younger sister, Maya, would be viewed in America as black. Um, and so she made a point of, of um, uh, introducing them to, uh, to the civil rights movement and civil rights figures. Um, uh, she and her, uh, her, her parents split when she was a, a, a young girl. Her father uh, was a professor, became a professor at Stanford University, great university in the States of economics. And he made sure that, that although he was not as integrally involved in parenting as, as Shamala was, um, that, that his daughters knew about their Jamaican roots. He brought them to Jamaica. Uh, uh, you know, Jamaica was a terrible slave country. Uh, in the 1700s and early 1800s, 
Um, and 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 she has that heritage. I mean, her you know her lineage dates back to a to a uh, really a very brutal slave holder in Jamaica. Uh, but then her mother uh, made sure that also she was she was she understood well her her roots in in, in India and brought her daughters to India to uh, meet uh, their family in India. So she is really. Um, you know, she she spent her first twelve years in in Berkeley, uh, California, uh, but then her mom got a job at McGill University in Montreal, in Canada, French speaking uh, uh, Canada, and um, and so she went to high school, very formative years from age twelve to about eighteen in, in Canada. Um, so she is, you're right, very multicultured. Um, this is not a person who is who is parochial in any sense of the word. Okay, that's fascinating. And uh, one point that you allude to it, uh, later on in, in your book is also Ms. Harris's tendency, uh, especially when she was running for office, to not take a public stand on international issues, uh, specifically, you know, say Russia's invasion of the Ukraine or NATO. Uh, there have been other times, however, when, uh, you know, as senator, uh, she has waded into certain conversations of an international nature, for example, uh, there was an exchange in December 2019 regarding the Indian foreign minister when he declined, or the external affairs minister, when he declined to meet certain lawmakers on Capitol Hill. And, you know, she made a public comment on that. So uh, relatively less seems to be known about her views on major international issues or big countries that are either allies or partners of the U.S. How do you see the evolution of her perspectives on foreign policy, especially now, given where she sits? Well, uh, you're absolutely right. Uh, her her views on, on um, inter- international issues is, um, you know, is less well known. Uh, but, you know, the, 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 in, in this, in this administration, Joe Biden has has uh, uh, decades of experience in foreign affairs. He was chair of the Foreign Affairs uh, Committee in the U.S. Senate. Uh, he, having been vice president, knows many world leaders. Um, uh, she, he is the the boss here. <laughs> it's the Biden Harris administration, not the. Harris Biden administration. So, so she's going to take the lead uh, on on certain issues. No doubt, he will give her uh, a, a portfolio. She she all, already is a very visible vice president. Um, uh, but it's really uh, Biden's call about the the direction of of um, foreign policy. That said, she uh, uh, she sat on the intelligence committee in the U.S. Senate. Uh, she she understands um, uh, the issues. Um, I would uh, guess, and this is without having spoken with her that that on, on this topic. Although I did cover the U.S. Senate, her Senate campaign, she did not form. Uh, she, you know, she was not all that clear on on certain of the issues. But my feeling is is that she's going to be a very sort of mainstream Democrat on on foreign affairs issues um, having to do with the Middle East, certainly with India and Pakistan. Um, uh, you're part of uh, the world. Um, it, it's it's going to be a, a, a mainstream Democratic uh, uh, 
policy would 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 be my guess, but it's going to be Joe Biden's call. Um, he's he he's uh, he's the president, not Kamala Harris yet. Okay, that's interesting. And uh, speaking of for being you know reflecting mainstream Democrat values, uh, you've written very engagingly about uh, Kamala Harris making a name for herself on the national stage uh, by among other things, grilling at Senate confirmation hearings, uh, you know, Trump nominees, including Jeff Sessions, Bill Barr, John Kelly, Brett Kavanaugh. So looking at the broader picture of U.S. politics, where it stands today, especially after the 2020 elections, do you think that Kamala Harris has the capability to be a unifier or bridge builder to work alongside Biden to heal the deep and hateful divisions that plague American society today? Or does she have too much of that prosecutor in her as well as, you know, what you said about the mainstream Democrat? And will she just end up being, you know, pushing those Democratic values as far as she can through this presidency and beyond? Well, you're absolutely right. America is a very divided country right now. Um, uh, You know, maybe we've always been divided um, there's there's only a certain amount that that any politician can do. I I do believe that she will, um, it, you know, she can be very charming, very engaging, uh, but there's a certain portion of of the the American uh, population and the electorate who who just won't listen to her. Um, that's without a doubt. But you know what? She's she is a transitional figure. She was a transitional figure in California, the first uh, woman, the first woman of color to be elected district attorney in San Francisco, uh, the same as California Attorney General. Um, uh, she's a transitional figure, and and America is in a period of transition. Um, the the she is more the face of the future than she is. Uh, uh, the face of the past, and and so we we are. Uh, California is a state of immigrants and in a country of immigrants, and and uh, you know we're 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 that that is our direction, that is our future. Um, so when people look at Kamala Harris, they they uh, you know those of us who who uh, uh, see a bright future, see see uh, a world of opportunity, and those of us who are Maybe a little bit more fearful, uh, uh, worry about what what she uh, brings. I'm of the more optimistic f- future. I think that that she is uh, she's the she's the face of what America is is increasingly becoming. That's great. And uh, finally, again, just on what you were saying about her future, um, you know, maybe your book is about a future, a, pro- a prospective future POTUS, uh, President of the U.S. and do you think she has what it takes to smash through that glass ceiling that Hillary Clinton came up against? Um, does she have enough? You talk about you know her ability to compromise and uh, to make compromises at the right points in time. Uh, do you think she ha- that skill will help her? Uh, what do you think it'll take for her to achieve that, hypothetically, if she made a presidential run in the future? Her success, her future, without a doubt, she won't, she will run for president again when when Joe Biden is 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 done, and that's either in twenty twenty four or twenty uh, twenty eight, or you know, I mean, she could, you know, she's young enough, she could she could run in twenty thirty two or so on. Um, but um, but her success depends on Joe Biden's success. So if she uh, if she can. Um, 
if she can help Joe Biden be the best president he can be, if 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 the Biden Harris administration is viewed as having uh, corralled the terrible beast that is the coronavirus pandemic, uh, if if she can help Biden improve the the U.S. economy, uh, then that all reflects well on her, and then she she could ascend. You know, all that said, it's really hard to win the Democratic nomination. Not very many people have done that. Uh, it's really, really hard to become a president. We've only had 46 of them. Uh, and uh, the way America elects its presidents with the Electoral College, it's really slanted to the benefit of Republicans. Um, so so it's, you know, it's tough. But yes, do I think that, that she is capable of being a president? Yes, of course. She, she is um, uh, smart and thoughtful and strategic in her thinking. She, um, uh, she absolutely could be president. She listens to advisors. Uh, but, y- you know, the question fundamentally is, is she ready to be president? And, and it's really a hard job. It's a huge job. Many people who have been elected president over the decades, uh, including uh, Donald Trump really, you know, many have not been particularly prepared. It's a huge job. Um, you know, I, people grow into it. Uh, Barack Obama grew into it. Bill Clinton did as well. Um, so, yeah, I think she could be president. Um, and and how she performs in that job, well, you know, hist- history will record it. Fantastic. Well, uh That's all we have time for on this episode, but I'd like to thank Dan warmly for his time and for sharing those insightful comments on his book and on Kamala Harris. Thank you, Dan. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to The Hindu on Books. You can now find The Hindu's podcasts such as InFocus and Parley on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher and other major platforms. Write to us with comments and feedback at SOCMED4, S-O-C-M-E-D-4 at the rate thehindu.co.in. 